And gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective right here on PlanetTyro.com. I'm your host, Donald Wonder. And, you know, normally we do the reviews for the movies, the television shows, any media Woody Allen is putting out there. But if you're a Woody Allen fan, then you know that 2018 hasn't been the best year for Woody Allen. We haven't got anything from him, no major release. And we're going to talk about that. Usually, I'm here with my co-host, the arsehole of the millennia, Simon Rad, but I'm going to give him a bit of a break. And actually, I've been speaking to another content creator for about nearly a year, back and forth. We've been talking about all the happenings of Woody Allen, the controversy and stuff. So since it's the end of the year, Woody Allen hasn't done anything, I thought, why don't we have this conversation on Wax as a podcast? And, you know, the whole Woody Allen community is having these discussions but again if you're a Woody Allen fan <laughs> you might not want to be as vocal we'll get into all of that anyway but without further ado let me formally introduce a good buddy of mine someone who actually inspires me with their website uh, content creator I want to introduce you guys to James Walsh the creator of Manic Expressions welcome James thanks for being on the podcast thanks for having me no problem man so if you don't mind just before we even get into you know the whole Woody Allen thing why don't you tell us who you are what you do and then we'll pick it up from there anything else you want to say uh well I uh I've been running Manic Expression now for close to seven years feels longer no it's it'll be seven years this uh next month and uh I've been focusing more lately on uh my my books which you can find uh on Amazon the Manic Expression, a collection series, and uh, and the animated feature film that we've been working on for quite a while. I would also like to take a moment uh, to mention, because it's uh, the first time that I've done anything since I found out this news, that uh, the community did lose uh, uh, one of its earliest members, uh, Connolly Boyle, a.k.a. Mr. Smooth, passed away right. uh, this past week, and uh, our... our sympathies go out to his family and friends definitely condolences now full disclosure i do not know that person i I think i've seen him on the website but this is one of the things i love about manic expression this is one of the most community driven like not just saying that for saying that sake people talk to each other i've you know t kun one of my favorite people i haven't even Mm -hmm. met in my life is i met on that website and the community is so strong there so you know I'm happy to commemorate or to, you know, in remembrance of that member, whoever he was. I didn't interact with him personally, but, you know, rest in peace to that uh, to that uh, person. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you to do that. And, you know, I hope his family, um, I wish him all the best in this sad time. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, moving on to brighter things, Woody Allen. Um, if you could call it brighter yeah. things. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't trying to make that bad joke, but <laughs> we've got to move on with the show. You know, James, we have been speaking about the happenings of Woody Allen ever since you know the the me too thing hit woody allen very hard and you know 2018 ironically you would say it's the most controversial year of woody allen's life bar the 1992 mia Farrow controversy that happened when it was found about the him and soon ying and all that other stuff and we'll get into that as well but this this year if you're not a woody allen fan and you should be because just listen to the podcast and we're you know 50 plus episodes in we've spoke about everything you know the woody allen 
has a theme of doing a movie almost every year. He's had like one break in the 80s, I think, where he did two movies and then he had one year off. It was kind of weird. Again, I'm not going to look into the minutiae of that right now, but he, for nearly 30 years, he's been doing a movie every single year, even at the height of the controversy in Favreau. You would think at that point he would take a year off. He didn't. But now it's a different time. The Me Too movement is a powerful movement some people are saying it's going a bit out of control and we're going to focus on how that affected Woody Allen because clearly that has affected Woody Allen, especially with his production with uh, Dylan Farrell and stuff like that. So there's a couple of points I want to hit on. Let's talk about the movie that was meant to come out this year, which was called A Rainy Day in New York. Have I got that right? Yes. And it was starring uh, Jude Law, Timothy Chalamet, uh, some other young actresses again just I didn't want to I want this to be a real talk I don't want to be all research yeah. and all that other stuff so Lena Gomez was in it and uh, Leah Schreiber uh, it had a it had a really like most of his movies do it had a really uh, impressive cast and um, and 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 he uh, once again reaches out and he gets some younger talent yeah um, and giving them a chance to shine which he's criticized for as well ironically yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know a, a lot about what the movie is. And to be honest, I mean, I haven't thought that his last few movies have been that great. Like, okay. I, I think after Blue Jasmine, um, I mean, I, I thought Cafe Society was okay. And uh, Wonder Wheel was, I didn't think was that great. But uh, so I didn't know what to expect from from Rainy Day in New York. But you know, I, I feel like he's a little bit overdue. Every time you start to underestimate him uh, and think maybe that's it, maybe that's all he's got, he'll come out with a midnight in Paris or exactly. he'll come out. And we don't know if this was going to be one of them. Yeah. And, you know, James, I'm so glad I have you on because I, I didn't want a blind Woody Allen's perfect. All of his movies are amazing. I don't want that kind of person on. I want someone critical like yourself. We didn't love all his movies. I don't love all these movies. I mean, critical on some of the ones people adore the most. And this all did start after Wonder Wheel because when people, what we do know about A Rainy Day is that apparently Jude Law is an older character having a relationship with a younger character or someone pretending to be young. And that was the first headline because the Me Too movement came out, I believe it was at the end of 2017. And then people heard the script of this movie and like, oh, Woody Allen's doing it again, you know, underage, man. What's his obsession with that? So that was the first thing. Then obviously the second, the big, big bell was when Dylan Farrell had her first in-person interview. Mm-hmm. Bringing all of it, like, I got, you know, I'm so hurt. And again, let me, I shouldn't even start by saying this. Guys, you should know how I feel about that interview, Dylan Farrell and Mia Farrell. I don't believe them. I made a whole discussion about it. I'm not going to get a lot of hate mail about it. I don't believe them. You know, it is what it is. And because of that, the movement, the Me Too movement is a is a righteous movement. It's a powerful movement. But a lot of it, I don't know, because you, you, we can bring up things like Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari was told he was on some terrible day and it was like a kind of a rape date. But then people are looking closer into it and saying she was making a bigger deal of it than is then Woody Allen comes out saying I should be a poster boy for the Me Too movement because I champion women most of my characters in these movies are strong women why are people hating on me I was found innocent I highlight women I've never done anything I married 
this woman apparently that I sexually abused that we've been married for 30 years, you know. <laughs> and then and then Sunyi comes out and does the the interview she did. Yeah, finally she made an open letter. Finally, the, the victim speaks, which I thought was the time was great because you know Woody Allen was bombarded. But um, so let's talk about the movie that isn't going to be released, and let's see because I've been speaking because I tend to ramble. So I want to hear your thoughts on this whole thing from your perspective. We haven't heard you speak, James, and as, as a Woody Allen fan, let me give you the floor to speak about what you think about this whole thing, and then I'll bounce off you after that. Well, I. Uh... I, I've written uh, at least one article before a uh, stop the hate defending Woody Allen, um, and it's. I think that the what what has frustrated me since becoming you know I'm I'm a little bit in my fandom I'm not a little bit I'm very OCD. Um, when I become a fan of something, I want to then know everything about it, and I. Uh, it's not enough for me to have had the Woody Allen movies that I like. I own every Woody Allen movie because I want to wanted to like kind of almost study once I started to really become interested in him. And I was a kid when the controversy really started and, but you know, it was inescapable. Yeah. Like I, I didn't know who Woody Allen was, but suddenly that was the first sort of introduction to him was he was on the news and he was getting divorced and it was a big deal. So I'm a big believer in separating the art from the artist. Interesting, interesting. I I would never throw out my copy of Chinatown just because Roman Polanski is uh, uh, did what he did. Uh, I think that the the art needs to speak for itself, mm. and um, I think that as you know, the Me Too movement started. It was something where, you know, I I was on board. It was like, okay, Harvey Weinstein gets taken down. Yeah, great. I I I I, I can see that being great. okay. Now Kevin Kevin Spacey gets taken down. Okay, you got like fifty guys coming out of the woodwork. Fine. And then it got to where it started to. I could start to see like the okay, Louis C.K. had some weird things that he liked, but. Yeah doesn't sound like he was you know it's on the same level as that and then yeah. they got back it came back around to woody i thought he was an easy target to be honest with you like, I, I knew it's gonna come back to him i i well you know being in the spotlight as often as he is and yeah. the fact that really up until then i feel like he was still kind of riding that blue jasmine wave yes like, yep, yep. he was People were looking forward to his movies again, mm-hmm. even if the last few hadn't quite been Blue Jasmine. Yeah, he could still command any, you know, big name actor in Hollywood to come work for scale. And when it came around, Wonder Wheel came around, and I start I saw this panel where it was Kate Winslet and uh, a few other actresses who were in high profile movies, mm. and she was unabashedly talking about enjoying working with Woody yeah and you could see the faces of the other actresses and they were rolling their eyes and yeah they were looking I saw that I saw that interview. yeah and I just thought oh no are we really going to dredge this up again are we really going to this is going on 30 years ago that that this happened and that this was dismissed and in court dismissed in court yes at, at, at a time court, I, I keep telling people at a time where you're talking about 
older white man going yeah. for a, a relative that's even out of ethnicity. So even yeah. back then, if you're talking about racism in America, stuff like that, that was very frowned upon. They wanted, if they could have nailed Woody, believe me, they wanted yeah. to. There was nothing, you know, by that time, his Annie Hall days were gone. He wasn't, the movies he was making, nobody even liked, to be honest with you. Crimes and Misdemeanors in the 80s, late 80s, okay, it was love, but it wasn't a critical time like Annie Hall. People did not care. And he's an old white man. They loved the controversy. This was the time of, you know, the newspaper and the spectacle. They loved taking down people. So if Woody could um, have been taken down in the courts, he would have been, if it was although, just. Strangely enough, as far as his career goes at that point, I feel like the movie that came out right after the controversy was Bullets Over Broadway which you could argue might be the highlight of the 90s for him. I love that movie, personally. Yeah. As far as, like, I mean, that won uh, um, Diane Weist a, a, an Oscar. And, yeah. Uh, you know, between that and... Uh, it was his most star-studded cast. I think that one movie... No, I think that Shadows and Fog, actually, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. That had a great yeah, cast. I mean, there was... Uh, I can't remember what it was now, off the top of my head. that was There was one other movie that he did in the 90s Oh, uh, Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah, that uh, ninety-five. That was really yeah, big. The, the rest of the nineties was was pretty low key for him. And I mean, before uh, the movies before that, when he did Alice, which nobody, you know, Alice Shadows and Fog. I mean, and he was. I think the last movie he did just before the controversy, Husband and Wives, which was one of his best movies, an amazing movie. Yeah, that still wasn't a critical darling. He became very niche. It's like Woody was a drama man at this time you know so and and really you know i mean the, i i also when i knew woody allen from like you'd see little jokes about him in cartoons or something definitely yeah, yeah this little like little jewish guy with the glasses sort then of he was a meme but, before memes were even a thing yes exactly and then once you added sunyi into it uh the joke became a little bit darker yes and and, I, and the one thing that i always said i mean there is so much misconception about Sunyi that he she was his daughter. No, he wasn't. No, she's not. He wasn't even married to Mia Farrow. They were not married. No, he wasn't married to her. Sunyi, she's Sunyi Prevlin because she wasn't the adopted daughter of somebody else. Yeah, not Woody Allen. But at at the same time, despite all the misconception, Woody Allen was a scumbag. Definitely, I've said that. What he did? <laughs> yeah, he's a I cheater. Mean, yeah. There's, he was a cheater with his his. I mean, he he argues that the re relationship between he and Mia were, was kind of over by then. Yeah, yeah. But no matter what, that was her her adopted daughter. Yeah. And that's a line that should never have been crossed. And if that were the controversy, then I would say, okay, well, the I I'm not I wouldn't dispute that. Sure. But then everybody confuses it with Dylan. Well, he molested. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, this and they they just sort of nobody has the fact if you. Any, any, I'm sure you've done this. Anytime you sit down and you, there's a Woody Allen article or something and you go through the comment section, nobody knows what they're talking about. Yeah. They all just, he married his daughter, you know, and stuff like that. And they don't know what they're talking about. And they conflate the two issues that are completely separate. Well, that's what Dylan Farmer kind of now She's kind of it's it's actually helped her cause because they forgot about her. They mix her with Sun Ying, but now she can come mm -hmm. out and saying, "I've always been the suffer. I've always been the victim." Now he's always gotten away with it. Woody Allen is the one that got away. We need to put him down, you know. And now it's my time to tell my story. I wasn't brave before, but now now's the time to strike. She said it in her own words. It's a perfect time. So, mm -hmm. and I I waffle back and forth because I I I feel bad for Dylan in my in my estimation, and by the way, also in the court's estimation. 
she was coached. She was brainwashed into believing what she does. Her brothers collaborate. Her own family members collaborate that as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, her own family members collaborate that as well. And, oh, and yeah, nobody listens to Moses. Nobody listens to her brother Moses about you know him coming out and saying this didn't happen. It was Mia who was the abuser. Nobody listens to him. Nobody listens to the maid who says I was fired because I I wouldn't lie in court and. Uh, you know, there's all these, all these things that everybody just dismisses. You know, I, I remember uh, there's a, there was a, it's been canceled since then, but there was a, a movie review program on YouTube called What the Flick. Oh my God, by the, yeah, the Young Turks Network. It was one of my favorite yeah. review um YouTube, because I, I know people say it's very arty farty and that's why I like them. Yeah. I like people that do very different reviews. They're very educated. They're they're what you would call like the official, the newspaper reviews, and yes. people were intimidated by them. And again, they I watched all of their Woody Allen reviews, and they kind of mm. did it like begrudgingly. I noticed they would review him begrudgingly, and I was surprised they never did the due diligence as well because they're some of my favorite reviewers and they were kind of like eh, i feel uncomfortable well yeah, and then yeah. the the last video that they 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 you know i think they started getting desperate in the end they were just pumping out content even if it wasn't reviews yeah they were yeah. and one of them was about after dylan did her interview and matt atchity said that's it i'm done with woody i yeah. won't even review his movies anymore yeah i, I, watched and I that, just yeah. thought that's not your job yeah your job is he puts out a movie, you review the movie. And the problem that I see with the Me Too movement is Matt Atchity came out and he says, Dylan Farrow said this, so it must be true. Yes. And you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, this is something I really wanted to touch on, even on another discussion on our other podcast. This whole thing about believe the victim. That's like, yes. just believe the victim or believe the women. And I'm just like, that is a, is a ludicrous statement. Yeah, You have to do your due diligence. You have to look at the evidence. You can't just believe we're all human. This is one people, we're human fucking beings before we're male and female. We're all human. We all lie. There's two sides to the story. Don't go in blindly just saying, because, you know, women have been victimized systematically for so many years, that means that they're all honest and truthful. That's preposterous. It's absolutely well, and, preposterous. You know, believe the victim if the victim is your sister, you know, and the victim is, uh, and your, your sister, and you know you can trust your sister. Your sister isn't doesn't have like a grudge against the guy was her boyfriend and he cheated on her and you know i mean i've known so many women who have said to me they were raped or they were molested or this happened to them or that happened to them and then later on told me oh that didn't happen or it wasn't the way i told you it happened or it wasn't whatever well, you're right they lie it's a, not all women and it might it's probably a very small percentage of women but even if it's 0.1%, you know, that's enough to have, to need evidence, to need proof before you destroy a person's life. I, I said this about um, Dylan Farrell. I saw the interview and I felt sorry for because I think, you know, I believe she believes he was 
molested and I think you know false memories of plant she was coached because I've, I've said this I don't need I didn't want to make this a whole defend Woody Allen I'm just we're just talking about facts and we're going to make this relevant to the movies in a second I just want to say again if you need to hear me say this again because you don't want to listen to that two-hour podcast I did just some bullet points number one before Mia Farrow turned on Woody Allen she was his biggest champion she was trying yep. to get him to adopt Dylan and Moses through the system. She wrote so many supporting documents how he's an amazing father. The week after they found out about Woody Allen's um, in, um, affair, that's when Woody Allen was a child molester. Forget the 10 years that he was with all those kids and nothing ever happened. And this was, he was already had accusations and then he was a child molester. A week after he was already being scrutinized. So the timing is off. Then he even says it in his own interview, which is the most preposterous thing. I don't want to go on and on, but this is the most preposterous thing. She still came to work after she accused him. She wanted to do yes. a movie with him after he molested your child. I think she was supposed to play the Diane Keaton part in um, Manhattan uh, Murder Mystery. Manhattan Murder Mystery, and yeah, and and she turned up for work saying, "Hey, we're going to do costume. This is the guy you said molested your daughter, and you're going to work with him." Yeah, is this? I mean, guys, does that not seem heavy? Well, there's there's a great. I mean, and I'm sure you've seen this. There's a great old 60 minutes interview that you can find on youtube yeah this is the most popular interview yeah and it is i mean you watch it and i don't know this is a guy who who is sitting there and he's sitting there going this is ridiculous like i i and and pointing out you know why i've never been accused of being a child molester before and why would i choose this day when i'm surrounded by people who are mad at me to take my daughter up into a, a, a small attic crawl space that I would be afraid to go in because he's claustrophobic and then molest her. And, you know, and you're right. The timeline is off because Mia says, well, I, you know, he was always inappropriate with Dylan. I was always worried about how he was with Dylan, but you're right. She was signing affidavits trying to get him to adopt her he said it it's a woman's scorn and that's the funny thing I said this on that discussion now I'm going to veer it back to the movies and stuff like that but I just want to say yeah. I even said this it's not right what she did but to me it's okay because he did her so wrong in anger I can understand why she would do something so horrible but fast forward 30 years later he's still paying for something that the court said that he was found clear of so it's kind of like guys this is an open and shut case but to bring this back to the movies I want to ask you a question I want to mm -hmm. ask you a question because all right, so Woody Allen, he's at the time he made that movie, Wonderful. I think it was 82, 81. Let's say it was 82, right? The movie mm. comes out, the Me Too movement comes out, Dylan comes out. Now, Woody has the distribution deal with Amazon. They're the ones that are putting out his movies, right? You're mm. Amazon. You see all these people getting taken down. You've got Woody Allen. You even know the facts that we just laid out, but you are a business. You are a business. You've got this movie he's done. You know... If you put this movie out, the rainy day I'm talking about, you know there's going to be backlash. This isn't about innocent or guilty. This is just about the movement and what it will do to you as a company. So, <laughs> looking at the movie not being released this year, as a company, I understand why Amazon didn't yeah. release it. I get it. I do. Now, the fan base that are kind of quiet because they don't want to go up against the meeting movement right now, they're disappointed, like myself. But, mm -hmm. again business-wise it makes sense i'm like amazon don't need the heat they're not netflix and even if they were netflix don't even need the heat anyway <laughs> no. neither does a big movie studio anyway so i understand why 
this put a stop to this movie being released. But I was more disappointed to hear that it might be indefinitely yes. released, which is to me, it's like, all right, this is a bit insane now, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun, but when I heard that, and uh, Woody Allen's not saying anything, that was you just hear the movie's been shelved, you know, permanently on hold on hiatus or whatever. I was just like, I just feel I don't like using this word, but they won. You know, and the, it yeah. doesn't matter what the court said. It doesn't matter what's been proven. You know, just the movement, just existing, already proves that it is. It doesn't matter if you're guilty or not. It's, it's going to stop people's careers. And that's that's kind of the sad thing that Woody Allen, and again, I'm going to get so much hate for saying this, this word in particular, Woody Allen is the victim of, <laughs> of this, you know, this movement. You know, when I honestly think he's innocent. So it's a shame. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is, innocent, guilty, no one will ever know 100%. But yeah, um, I, I don't even think, I mean, honestly, the only person I would say that absolutely knows is Woody. Because I don't, like I said, I think Dylan believes what she was was brainwashed to believe. Yeah, at such a young but, age, four or five years old. I mean, come on. Right. And, and so, but at the same time, again, you've got, he was never convicted. There's been no one since, not one per, you know, he was allowed to adopt kids with, with Sunyi. No one since has ever come out and said he molested me. And there's, you know, you never, you never have a guy who molests a, a little kid one time. No, there's a pattern. It's a, it's a psychological, it's a desire. There's been so many studies on the patterns of these, these um, abusers that there's a pattern to them. You know, she wouldn't have been the first. She wouldn't have been the last. You know, Woody Allen's a superstar. It doesn't make sense. The the most I've heard is, um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Though his his uh, young girlfriend in Manhattan. Um, oh, um, ah, uh, she's a famous. Uh, was Hemingway's daughter? Yeah, I can't remember her first name though. But yeah, exactly. Hemingway. She she came out and said that that she Woody had kind of courted her. Yeah. A little bit and but not really like nothing ever happened i think he something about he asked her parents if he could take her on a trip somewhere and that trip never happened but she was 17 going on 18 and look the, the thing is he's he's an older guy who likes younger women that's not a crime you can make moral judgments about it all you want. It's not a crime. It's actually very common. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's very common. There's a lot of older guys that are younger women. So, you know. and and especially, I mean, when you're when you're in the the film industry. So, oh yeah, come on, definitely, yeah. I I feel like Woody has absolutely been, um, and, and you know, you said that the you know they won. I I've always said this too: is if they won and they took him down. After he's 82 and he's made like nearly 50 movies and he's he's got millions of dollars and he's got, you know, this this career that, you know, even if it's tarnished, you cannot take away the importance of Annie Hall. You cannot take away the importance of Manhattan or or what those movies meant to film well i think a lot of people are really upset that they feel like the academy and and okay let's talk about some of the things that's happened after the movie was made after after um wonder wheel for example when this movie was made now mm-hmm. when the me too movie came out a lot of actors came out and started renouncing woody allen which was very annoying again yes. it's like they didn't know the facts that you know timothy charlemagne said um he's and i think um 
the female lead, they both donated their whole salary to the Me Too movement and women. And I thought, okay, it's a nice gesture, but you're sending out a message. You think he's guilty. You're sending out a message. And so many previous actors as well have gone back saying that I regret working with the island. I regret, and with only a few champions like Alec Baldwin, Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton, obviously, and um, uh, uh, Blue Jasmine, main actress as well, come out and saying, no, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, obviously, Kate Winslet, too. Kate Winslet, and they've been attacked, they've been attacked as well. Can't Justin Timberlake, (laughs) he was publicly attacked by Dylan herself, (laughs) yeah. And it just, it's you know, um, you, you look at this and you're thinking, okay. So the movie's on hold. What next? Woody Allen's 83. People are talking about he shouldn't stop because the Oscars, people are always giving them awards anyway. Then this is where people are like, look, the the community, the actor community were always celebrating him. People were still casting his movies. A lot of people knew this story, but they because of this movement, they're not being true to how they really feel because people were still signing on to his movies for all this time after 1992. So why now this movement? There's no look, there's no evidence that came out after this move. This um, there's no evidence that came out after the Me Too movement came out to shine any more light on this. The only thing that happened was that Dylan Farrell did a public interview. She didn't have any more evidence. She just came out and put what I like to call emotional pressure yes. on on everyone, on the whole community, on you know on the on the movement, and that made a lot of people be like, to me, I got to say face. I got to denounce Woody Allen. I got to donate money, and to me, it's just fake. I'm like, guys, you sign on to these movies. Don't act like you haven't got any new information. There's no new information. That that was exactly what Alec Baldwin said. Uh, you know, he had pointed that out about um, Ellen Page. Yes, uh, exactly. Thank you. And, Great example. And yeah. He said, you know what? I worked on that movie with her. She was more than happy to be there and take advantage of the fact that working in a Woody Allen movie was a prestige thing. I mean, it, and it always has been really since the movie stopped being profitable. I mean, he's able to, I mean, he, he made, um, uh, the, I forget the, the is something called uh, tall, dark stranger. Oh yeah. You uh, will meet a tall, dark stranger. Yeah. Yeah. That movie came and went, no one saw it. And it's got a huge cast because yeah. everybody, you know, Anthony Hopkins and Antonio Banderas and Josh Brolin and, all these people, they're like, this is a prestige thing. I'm not going to take that paycheck for $50 million to go work on a superhero movie if I can go work on a Woody Allen movie and have that on my resume. Correct. And they knew they knew about his controversy. They Everyone knows yeah. about the controversy. And it, yeah, it's not new information. They're all, and you're right. It's it's so, you know, uh, uh, again, I'm just I'm blanking on names today, but um, the actress, Amira Sorvino. Yeah. Who, uh, Mighty Aphrodite? Won, won an Oscar for Mighty Aphrodite. It's easily in a in a career that didn't really go very far. No, it's the yeah. highlight of her career. Correct. And she came out and said, "You know, well, I denounce him." Yep. That was after. That was not only after the controversy. It was like a year or two after the controversy. And she's irrelevant. I know you're being nice about it, but she's irrelevant. Let's just let's just yeah. Call it she, well, she is. She's. I mean, there's there's. It, it was a chance to get her name into the spotlight and to, to hopefully earn some brownie points with the Me Too movement. Yeah, of uh, course. Exactly. I mean, I feel like the, the th- it, this is one of those cases, the Me Too movement, where something that sh- and, and I do think it is it has backfired in a, in a big way, because if you've got a, a movement that does not need 
truth. It does not need evidence. It does not need uh, a burden of proof. Then you're going to have the men who are who are all in the crossfire. You're going to have two things. You're either going to have them bow their heads, or you're going to have them go fuck off yeah. and say I, you know, and sort of rebel against it and say, you know, roll their eyes every time they hear these accusations. And you know, like you pointed out, the Aziz and Sorry thing. You hear something like that. That was a bad date. It was a bad date, and it was nothing more than a bad date. You know, I saw a lot of think pieces on that date. I saw a lot of think pieces about how men need to reassess how they. <laughs> well, I, I was I. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you uh, that I had gone out on a, a date, and I never before before you know you go in to kiss a girl. And it's body language. You're reading body language. You're seeing if the moment is right. You're you move in. If she pulls back, then you stop. It was all clear. I knew what I was what I would have normally done. And I you the words just came out of my mouth. You felt self aware. It's okay. Yeah. And it was it was like the least romantic <laughs> thing that I could have said. But I it came out of my like I need to cover my tracks. I need to make sure that. I don't get in trouble. You know, you know, you know I'm glad you brought it up because I know Hen- Henry Cavill got a lot of shit for saying oh, yeah. something similar recently, you know, about how he doesn't have to treat, he feels very sensitive and people was like, you, you know, that, that when we, even when we say stuff like that, we're being criticized. Like, oh, you men are being pussies. Now you're saying that you can't sit them. Use your common sense. You know what you can do. Don't, you know, if you think you're going to hurt a woman and you are a rapist, you know, you you don't have to worry. The only people that are worried are the, are the true rapists and abusers. Now, look, this whole thing is, is kind of, I want to, <laughs> we can have a whole podcast about this whole thing. Yeah, we really could. <laughs> and it's fine. And we, we kind of need to, to preface to see you know, how this affects Woody Allen because the point yeah. I'm trying to make very clearly is that and i don't actually don't blame the me too movement i think actors are using it to make themselves look better that's my point yeah. and they're opportunists they use willie allen to solve their career and now it, now he's not hot he should be gone but yeah the people the people that say they're denouncing him they're not going out of their way either it's not like me Mario was you know going out of a way to join the me too movement. she just said it you know all you gotta do is say i'm giving i'm donating money i don't like willie allen and you're cool right yeah. Woody Allen got away of it. You know, we need to take him down. You're cool, right? Look, man, I don't then I'm, I'm I, it's not that like I feel sorry for Woody Allen. He's a millionaire, he's done he's had a great career, regardless of the controversy, he's gonna be fine. But the context of this whole thing is that people are using people have used him and right now they're stopping a movie coming out when there's no new evidence on the table. It's just one interview with no new information. This is just like an emotional maneuver. Which again, even I had to say I didn't like seeing it, but I, don't, I still don't believe her. But you know, yeah. so anyway, going back to Amazon and what they're doing and how things are going. So there's all this misinformation about what's happening with the movie. Jude Law came out as an actor and was like, "It's such a so disappointing. You put your, you know, you put your time in this movie. Good movie's not going to come out. He's disappointed." Some of the other cast members I heard are disappointed, but they don't want to be too vocal on it because they don't want to be um, attacked by the, you know, the people, the Me Too movement or whatever. So now, let's talk about what we think he should do and what we think will happen with the movie. You know, what what they what we should do. So most people, generally, and I bounce this off you, James, most people say they should sit on it, let it cool down and release it quietly, home release. Um, yeah. I, I think that is kind of inevitable. But I think what will happen is that even if they release it straight to theatres, 
Europeans have such a love for Woody Allen, they're just gonna they're gonna start having their own festivals with the movie anyway, like they do anyway. Yeah, that's the thing is that this is a this is a a, a controversy in the United States. Yes. Yeah. This is not a controversy in the rest of the world. The rest of the world, I, I've always, <laughs> uh, you know, we oftentimes here uh, can dwell on things that are not important because we don't have it that bad. And we can focus on, uh, you know, oh, we've got to get Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer off the radio because it promotes bullying. You know, we can focus on stupid shit like that because we don't have to worry about hunger and we don't have to worry about, uh, like, actual problems a lot. But, yeah, I mean, in, in Europe, you know, the French have already come out and said, this is stupid. What, yeah. what, is, what, is, what is this movement trying yeah. to prove? I think that they could easily release this movie overseas, give it a nice push, maybe even take it to Cannes. And um, they won't do that. They, they, it ain't going to hit any festival just because it, they'll be picking it. The, the Me Too movement want a new wind. And, you know, yeah. Woody Allen doing anything public, in my opinion, is just going to give them opportunity to rally up. Because right now, especially after the Asia or Gento fuck up, which was an ex yeah. explosive, explosive yes, backlash. Was the wind has been severely taken out of the sails. You know, the, the thing that would, would be the win for them, the win is not stopping the movie from coming out. The win is the movie coming out and people not seeing it. People refusing to see it because they're turned off by Woody Allen. That's the win yeah. for that. All they're doing is stopping a man from releasing a movie, you know, and, and that's it. If the movie came out, and it bombed, and everybody said, I'm not going to go see that movie because of what he did. That's their win. But they won't do that. They won't take that chance because it might be a good movie. And, you know, it might come out and do well. And that, to me, is a sign of cowardice, that they won't take that chance, that their movement and their side is so right that the quality of the movie, the promotion that will be put behind it and all that, doesn't matter. People will side with them. So... What do you think Woody Allen's doing behind the scenes? If you just had to ascertain, you know, because I have my own little theories. Or what do you think he's doing right now? Do you think he's there's rumors that he said he was going to retire? Then those rumors were lies and all that other stuff. What would you do? And what do you think he would do? You know, Woody Allen right now? Uh, I have a feeling he's probably trying to scrape together the next movie. I'm sure there's a script. He he would have he would have written. Uh, he, you know, Rainy Day in New York has been wrapped for a long time. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Uh, he would have already, if he was continuing his normal process, he would have already been writing the next script. There hasn't even been a trailer for obvious reasons. No, there's not, not even a publicity still. Everything I've seen is behind the scenes stuff. But yeah. um, so I would bet he's got a script. I would bet that he's talking to Amazon. He has a contract with that. From what, what I've heard, they are required to release this movie theatrically. Mm. Now that could mean that they just drop it in one theater and then maybe put it on the streaming site or put out a, a home video release. But um, I would be surprised if it doesn't make its way somewhere because I think they're legally required. Right. And I, I would bet he would push that. But... I, I would be surprised if he's not trying to scrape together uh, the next movie and just finding doors closing in his face, actors who won't return his calls. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, I mean, you, the, these people run the risk of being blacklisted. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I partly agree with you. I want to see think Woody Allen's tired. And here's the thing. I Woody Allen's shown at the height of his controversy, you know, when he was in the news, they were following to court, you know, all the pictures, all the time. His life was out there. Soon in, he was still seeing, even when he was criticised as well, he didn't care. He still did movies. What mm. What's the difference between then and now? He's old. When I see Woody Allen, he talks, he's very frank. You know, he's very callous. He can just be like, I'm doing my thing. But he's old. I would love it if Woody Allen wanted to wrap up his career on that number, that 50 number, because I think he has one more, two movies to get to that 50 number without the other other side movies he's done. Like, I would want him to end on that kind of high, but I don't think he cares about numbers in that way at all. I think he is, what I truly believe he's doing, he's, he's, this movie's going to come out. I think um, Rainey's going to come out one way or another, because people love people love movies that don't come out anyway people love these oh what's this movie about so it's money that itself they have like a rare movie if Woody Allen died yeah. basically yeah the movie would be in theatres if he died within this within a year that movie would go to theatres because it would be a spectacle it would be a, just an, it would, it's like a money chance like we got to you know capitalise on Woody Allen's last movie he's already yeah. dead and you know that's my fear as well he's 83 you know his, his health is good Stanley got to 93 apparently <laughs> I was yeah. 95 so you know I think Woody Allen could last but I think what he's doing I honestly think he's wrapping up his career I think we're seeing um, I know he just did the first, I think he did his first opera this year though he might not know the movie I think he did his first opera though I read in the headlines so you know I think he's going to be done with movies I would love for him to write some scripts though that someone else could direct maybe uh, mm. Bob YD or something but uh, I think he should he's just i don't think he even needs to do any more movies i don't need much. he's done 50 movies you know and like you yeah. said he, he's not like for every 10 movies got like one or two masterpieces anyway so you know the batting average is kind of mediocre anyway i would love for him to write a lot of scripts and for other people to direct it down the line but if i would like to see two or three more with the allen movies but to do that he would have to leave amazon and like you said go get a european distributor but um I think he's used to the money and I don't know if there's like a, a, a specific, like Amazon's a worldwide, you know, brand. I don't mm. know if there's like a, a, a particular European brand that has the money to finance his movies. Even though his movies like 30 to 50 grand, they're not that expensive to make per se. He might just want, he just has a, you know, he's kind of spoiled. He said it himself. He get they hand him the money, he does a movie. So he's yeah. used to a certain, you know, budget and lifestyle and to him, he might just be like, fuck it, I'm done. So, if I was Woody Allen, I would like, like you said to me in the mail, do a, a dream project, do something you've always wanted to do, finish yeah. one or two things and be done. Because honestly, I don't think he has anything else to prove. I think he's he's obviously a legendary filmmaker. He's got stats, awards up the ass. He can't be really contested. The casting, <laughs> uh, just the sheer volume anyway. If you're talking about volume, he's a volume director. Few directors have done as much as him. I know we can't say they're all super quality, but he's got nothing to prove. And but if you if you took Woody Allen's like top ten movies, you're talking about ten masterpieces. Definitely, yeah. And yeah, you could then make the list of like okay, but then there's like forty other movies. But if you have ten masterpieces in your overall career, yeah, that's that's Spielberg. That's, that's some of the yeah, greats. They are the amazing. greats. Yeah, I I. I I agree with you. I, I would love to see him do one more. He's always talked about doing a, a like the the birth of uh, the jazz movement. 
as a as a movie. I would love to see him go to Europe, bring the people who were loyal to him, Diane Keaton and Alec Baldwin, cast them. You know, I mean, again, it's a, it's a different comparison because Polanski actually did. You know, there's no accusations. It's it's fact. Mia defended him as well, which is a, a fact right. people don't like looking into. But yeah, but Polanski did The Pianist. Yeah, and no one could argue with it. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one could say, you know, well, we don't care. It, it was it, they it was gave a him the Oscar. <laughs> they gave him an Oscar. They had to do it, you know, via satellite because the guy is in in hiding. But um, that didn't stop them. Do you see the hypocrisy here? That didn't stop. <laughs> Well, that doesn't stop, you know, I mean, bringing the side note, but, you know, one of Polanski's biggest defenders is Mia Farrow. Exactly. Is Mia Farrow. Yeah, people don't read the details. They have no idea how crazy this movie is, man. Mia Farrow. Between defending him and defending her own brother, yeah. who's a child molester, who's yep. a convicted child molester. Are you hearing this, people that don't know? Are you hearing these details? You're <laughs> crossing over. I would I would love to see that final movie come out and have it have him really just because I feel like sometimes there are there are the movies that come out and he he gets an idea and it's just something that that whether it's just the the magic of his talent or whether it's that he just maybe cares a little bit. I I've seen the ones where I feel like I don't think he cared that much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about this. I feel like he just was like I got to make a movie. I got an idea. This is fine. And I'll, you know, do this. Yeah. You want me to talk about Stranger? fits that bill if you ask me. The cast is amazing, but the story was was all over the place. And for which one? You want me to talk about Stranger? Oh, yeah. I, and the, yeah, I, uh, I've i always heard that was one of his weaker ones. I haven't actually even watched that one yet. But yeah, it's one of his, absolutely. It's a waste of talent. It's a, That's one of the biggest travesty. It's an absolute waste of talent. Absolute waste of talent. And he, you know, I, I, I think that he's. I, I hate to see him stop because he's made to stop. And yes, I think exactly. the thing is, he. There are those people who, yeah, he could make movies for another 10 years, possibly, or yeah. he could stop making movies, and that's the thing that's kept him alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are all those people who retire and then they just die six months later. Yeah. Because they don't have anything to do, they don't have any purpose. Yeah. And, I know he's been working his entire life, so yeah. I can't imagine him being just okay with just stopping. Well, Dylan Farrell's taken her last best shot. I mean, this was her moment. It stopped him. It stalled Woody. The, you know, people took notice. People talk shit about him. They said they don't want to work with him. You know, nobody, Woody, I don't have to go and move in the pipeline now. We don't know when this movie's coming out. People are saying he's going to retire. So, you know, from the perspective of the general audience in Hollywood, you know, Woody Allen's kind of done. Woody Allen needs to go into hiding. At least he needs to go into hiding. I wouldn't phrase it like that. I think he should take a cool off period. I honestly think the yearly Woody Allen releases needs to stop anyway. Every two years is better. I think the quality of the movies would be better anyway. Um, I think he should, yeah, I, I, I foresee, this. I want to talk about what we think is going to happen, what we think is going to happen now. I foresee Rainy Day coming out next year, definitely. I think I don't think he'll sit on it for two years. I just don't. I don't think he'll sit on the movie for two years. I think he would try to get out of the contract or it will leak or something will happen with the movie. You can't sit on the movie like that for two years. Even, you know, Drew Law's even like, he's upset, you know, disappointed about it now, mm-hmm. even though he's getting that Marvel money now. But still. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I think after Rainey comes out, I think Woody will announce what he's going to do. 
I think because when that movie comes out, there will be a level of backlash, whether small or big. People, you know, it'll be a byline. Woody Allen's movie finally comes out after being delayed for a year. Da 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 da. What do we think? You know, they'll criticize the storyline with you law with a younger woman. They'll tear it apart, and then after that, we'll find out. I think Woody will be very vocal on what he wants to do then me i just want him to do one or two movies i would like for him to do a milestone movie a really great movie put everything into yeah. one great movie and leave on a fucking high but yeah if woody allen died tomorrow which again i do not want i'm not even putting yeah. that negative shit out there if he died tomorrow i would still say he was a phenomenal director and i wouldn't even look down on the fact that the movie got stored because it was out of his control amazon was the one that stored it not him if it wasn't his, his he i know he would release it if it was him he would have just released it so he doesn't care but amazon stopped it the movie the this movie rainy day will probably be adored more because it's his last movie and because the plot of the movie doesn't seem like anything special it's another romantic rom-com movie yeah. i wouldn't want it to be woody allen's last movie because i think he's got uh, something more inspired to tell rather than just another rom- romantic movie so i really hope this is not Woody Allen's last movie because just from the synopsis, it doesn't really sound inspired to me, but who knows? It could be another Blue Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, and he's overdue for one, but uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, I don't think it's going to be like the Louis CK movie that got shelved. And uh, even that is going to, it's going to come out at some point. I think Louis CK bought the rights back from it and ah. he'll eventually maybe put, just put it out on his website for free, but mm. Uh, Woody's got a, uh, the thing too that people don't don't realize is it's not just Woody wanting this movie out. I'm sure those those actors and the people involved have contracts that say you get residuals for this, you yeah. get you know uh, payments for this. I'm pretty sure Amazon legally is going to be obligated to put this movie out. I'm actually wondering: is it easier for Amazon to shove the movie than it was a studio? Because studios. They might have sank more money into Woody for the movie. Would they shove it? Would they release it? Because I feel like, because Amazon, you know, they've just the early early bird in the movie business. Really, they haven't done yeah. that much movies, and Woody was one of. They really cherish Woody on their service because, again, prestige director, all these actors. He was there, you know, the golden goose for a while. And they didn't. They have not pulled anything either from what he's done. Yeah. So I honestly think he's. I honestly think Woody Allen's being quiet. Because him and Amazon have got an agreement. This is what I think. I think they're like, we need to sit on this for a while. We're definitely going to release the movie. Let's just wait till next year and release it. I don't think this is Woody Allen's last movie. I don't think they're going to sit on it for another year. If they do, it would be silly, to be honest with you. And Woody Allen, I think he, if if for some reason the movie's not going to come out, I think he should come out and just tell his fans what's going on. with the with the. I know he doesn't care about you know fan feed or anything like that. I hope he, Robert Wiley can persuade him to do another interview to say he's retiring or something like that. But I want to hear it from Woody's mouth. I don't want to hear it from any spokesperson. And I want him to. I want him to have a final say. You know. I, I would hope. You know. I mean, the one thing that he could get, and and people would line up for this, is a book deal. And if he wanted to have his say, that would be a good way of doing it. That's true. And coming out and saying. I mean, but if he wants that to be something that will help his career, it's got to be something he's going to get out pretty quick. Because not only is he getting older, but I mean, I think most people have pronounced his career dead. Yeah, yeah. And the longer it stays dead, I think the longer it just becomes dead. I mean, it's 
it's a what's amazing about his career is the greatest successes of his career you could say are way way in the past yeah. i mean you'll have something like blue jasmine or, or midnight in paris and and they'll come out and they'll do well but as far as the things that people hold up as like in a, in an annie hall or a, a sleeper or uh or even crimes and misdemeanors yeah. kind of a way yeah uh those are those are 30 40 50 years ago yeah, so, Kaibo, yeah but even in this market where it's like what's the newest superhero movie how can we have the newest cinematic universe we got to put all our money into that every year there would be a new woody allen movie and then th that was the amount of respect the industry gave to him which was we know you're going to lose our money we're going to give you like 20 million dollars you're going to make two and we're okay with that yeah and because we just know how talented you are yeah. and if we keep giving you money eventually you're going to give us another great movie and i think you're right if he has a cooling off period maybe every two three years comes out with a movie there'll be more quality he'll have more time to work on them more time to think about them and he's got the money it's not like he couldn't yeah sell finance if he wanted to i think he's spoiled in that regard though i think because he's been taking care of our studios and they always giving the money he's like i don't <laughs> this is going to sound like a really backhanded compliment i don't think he cares enough because he said this so many he said this himself like you pay me to do the movies or I'm just happy to do my own thing. Cause I don't think he's, I think he's too old to set up his own studio and finance. I'm like, he's like, uh, unless he was going out of a bang. Like he's like, you know what? My last movie, I'm just going to do it myself. I don't need anyone. You know, that would be cool. If it was his last movie, I could see him doing that. But you know, I, I don't think it's likely. Oh, I'd love, I'd love to just watch him. Like, you know, the, the, the last movie, the, the screen goes dark, standing ovation, and he backs out of the room with both middle fingers raised. <laughs> I would love to see that happen and just have it be like, you know, that's you. Because, you, again, I and this is where I think I, I really the point that I'd like to stress is mm -hmm. the Me Too movement is patting themselves on the back and saying, we got him. Dylan Farrow is saying, we got him. Yeah. Ronan Farrow who you could give me another hour to talk about Ronan Farrell. And I, I have plenty to say about him saying, you know, I got him. And I, I would say he's a, he's a great businessman. He set up a, he set up a great business for himself. I'll tell you that much. That's all he is. He is not a journalist. He is a, he is an opportunist. Mm. Um, and Mia Farrow sitting there, you know, Mia Farrow, who I was watching this documentary on Netflix about Frank Sinatra no boy. and how Mia Farrow just, was like you know 20 and he was the she was like the age soon he was and frank was the age yep. what he was yeah and she's sitting there and she's thinking i got him woody allen has a career that goes back to the 1950s yeah the man got to do everything he yeah. ever wanted to do you know he has a legacy that cannot be taken away from him he's got more movies on the afi hundred greatest comedy list than anybody else does. Mm -hmm. You could say that all of his heroes, Bob Hope, Groucho Marx, he surpassed them. If that's them winning, then their movement really needs to reevaluate 
what they consider a win because all they've done is they've stopped an old man from making, you know, some mediocre latent life movies. If they, if somebody sat down and wrote a book about the history of cinema, there's got to be a chapter about Woody Allen. Oh my you God. You can't take that on. away from him. Oh, come on. Without a doubt. He is a pioneer. He's an absolute pioneer. And so so many ways he's spoken about in so much depth and you know what um i will wrap the podcast up and say this woody allen's biopic which is definitely going to be made because he's such a controversial figure he's done so much even when he did that um uh documentary we spoke about the one about his own life where he's you know narrating his own life with Bob whitey which is a, one of the best uh focused documentaries on the own subject which is great oh what a story i'm like woody allen's movie himself that movie, whoever's going to make that movie, whoever's going to start that movie, that's going to be an Oscar movie because that's when you're going to really see the highlight of what this man did. And you know what? I'm going to say something really strange. I've said this to Simon on the podcast as well. I I do believe Woody Allen's innocent, all this other stuff. And I actually believe one day the innocence is going to, it's going to come to light. Mm. I actually believe one day, I wouldn't, you know what? I actually wouldn't be surprised if when Mia fell died, she was like, you know what? I was angry. I lied about the whole thing. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me either to to have one day Dylan Farrell come out and say, uh, I got some therapy. No, 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 no. Because then Dylan Farrell could come out and say that my mother brainwashed me and then she could have another book deal. After, and her and Ron and Farrell can, you know, bank off that as well. So. Mm, yeah. I know that's a fucked up thing for me to say. But <laughs> no, it's, well, it's a fucked up family. I mean, no matter how you look at it. I mean, I think, uh, and it's, it's very sad that I think, because you said, you mentioned earlier that Nothing new has come to light about the tra- uh, the the uh, controversy since the Me Too movement. Moses Farrow has has been very vocal about mm. his story, and people either dismiss it or they attack him. Oh, one hundred percent. Why is his story less important than hers? And why does his word mean less than hers? It just it it's. The whole the whole controversy, and I've, I've you and I have talked about this for close to a year now. It's maddening in the the lack of nuance that people bring to it. That they they don't know what they're talking about. They just hear things and repeat them. They they're not even they're not even touching the highlights. That's the they think that they've no. got all the information. The whole situation is an absolute clusterfuck. It is a mess. Yes. It's uh, that's still going on to this day. That's the fun. I've never seen a controversy go on this long from one relationship. This is the longest controversy in one of the longest controversies in Hollywood history, if you ask me. Yeah, and where I would say that you could actually see Woody Allen is also a pretty classy guy. Is if you watch that documentary about him that came out a few years ago. Yeah, when he talks about Mia Farrow. There's no bitterness. There's no, he's no a great actress. Yeah. He, he loved working with her. She gave a great, oh, you know, she was great in Broadway Danny Rose, and I really was happy with her performance and this and that. And he didn't have a single negative thing to say about her. You know, people say that's, people actually take his whole demeanor to be part of his fault as well. Like, why is this guy really not angry? They actually take that as an admission of guilt. Like, I know I'm going back a little bit, but in that 60 Minutes interview, He's very calm. He he's upset, but it's not even like he's emotional. He's like, "This is ridiculous. Why would you think I do this? Why would I do this, guys? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense." But he's not, you know. You would think, uh, uh, 
don't want to use the wrong word, but a normal guy would be like, what the fuck, man? I ain't do this. There's no way that, you know, he wasn't like that. He, he's very kind of matter of fact in the absurdity. And people look at that and like, this guy is really not mad enough. Maybe I want to be this cool. That's kind of suspicious. I, I had a great comment uh, when I posted my defense of Woody Allen. Uh, I wish I could remember who said this, but I, 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 put, I put the 60 Minutes video into my article. And somebody posted, they said, you know what a child molester never says? They never say the words child molester. Mm. And he was sitting there going, why would I molest my child? And he kept sort of saying that over and over in this sort of oblivious kind of a way that somebody who hadn't done it would be saying. So to him, it was surreal. And I thought it was a, you know, I, I, (laughs) I'm going to get so much shit for saying this. I admired his candor. I yes. admire, like, I was like, well, I would be losing my shit. I would be like, you know, my publicists would be like, you can't do interviews right now because you're too hot-headed. <laughs> Woody Allen just looked like it was absurd. Like, he was like, this is surreal. You know what I mean? And I was just like, dude, your life is in shatters. She's destroyed everything. She's, you know, yeah, you fucked up. So obviously you're a bit guilty. So that's why you're kind of yes. taken aback. But at the same time, she's calling you a child molester. You know, at that time, you, this was before it was popular like in the popular conscious everyone was going on you know in the early 90s for a celebrity to be called the charm that wasn't big Woody Allen unfortunately was, I don't want to call him a trendsetter but he made that kind of the pop culture awareness well you're going to be like Woody Allen you know he became a meme he became that guy you know well with the you know, with the glasses and with the you know with the flailing of the hands and you know everything I mean he <laughs> he was and the thing too is I I the first movie of his I ever saw was uh, everyone says I love you. Oh really? Not a bad movie. And I didn't know I didn't even think it was a Woody Allen movie. It wasn't because it was Woody Allen. I was it was very uh you know this was sort of at the height of like nineties independent cinema. Yeah, yeah. And so it I doesn't was look like a Woody it. Allen movie though. It's it's very it's, no. it's yeah it's not very Woody Allen. I was into like Tim Roth and nice. Edward Norton as yeah. like you know these these sort of intense character actors and i was into their work and then i heard they did a musical and i don't think that six months has gone by in my life that i haven't at some point put that movie on because it is it's not even necessarily one of his best movies but it he there's a there's a, a um ability that he has to just make you feel good yeah and it and or to make you feel i mean it, I, I was watching husbands and wives not that long ago and i had to turn it off because it was so bleak that Very i just bleak. couldn't yeah get through it and amazing movie by the that movie so raw that's one of his rawest movies ever yeah uh, well and if you talk i mean like i i it took me forever because it's so expensive because it's out of print yeah to get yeah. deconstructing harry but deconstructing harry is fucking brutal they say it's a masterpiece people like i remember that movie came out so woody allen's electric people's i remember hearing yeah. that woody allen is electric what a and crazy the, movie yeah the guts to make that movie after everything that had happened in the years right before that i said this this was everything people wanted woody allen to be this is what they thought he is the true asshole scumbag you know that's who he yeah. was in that movie yeah and he had the guts to own it and say, all right, you know, and to, to really, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've got, uh, um, two different books that are, that are retrospectives of Woody Allen's career. 
And he says about deconstructing Harry, he was just at this point where it was like, you know, it was just a big fuck you to to everybody. Yeah. And he he could have been playing it safe and he could have been like, oh, they really want another Annie Hall. I'd better I'd better try and write another Annie Hall. And instead, he just kept pushing himself. And and there's not enough filmmakers who have that kind of courage. And and, it, you know, again, if the, if the Me Too movement thinks that they've won just by silencing a man who they, they suspect might have done a bad thing, but they know for a fact contributed so much to cinema, then, you know, again, it's it's a hollow movement and it's doomed to fail because you've got to, you can't bully people into agreeing with you. You've got to get them on your side. I think the Me Too movement is a knife that the Farrell family used. I don't. I think the Me Too movement has just to it, but I think in this case, it was, I don't. I don't want to make the Me Too movement about Woody Allen. It's not. They've used it in the wrong place and it's hurt the movement. It really has. And people, as we said throughout this podcast, the people haven't looked at the details, so they don't know why. They think it's an easy cat. Yeah, Woody Allen. Yeah, he got away. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he didn't let that girl. Yeah, yeah, let's take him down. Yeah. Did you look into this shit? Have you seen the report? Have you seen why he was acquitted? Have you seen why this didn't go through? No. You just saw an interview with a victim who never got her voice heard. And now you're thinking, oh shit, I wish I never did that movie. When you already knew the details, when you knew what was going on, but you just see someone cry. So people should just be rude and consistent. But, you know, I'll let you have the last word because we're going to wrap this up. But I'm going to let you, yeah. Well, I mean, like like you said, I think the last word probably is just that there is no, you know, like you said, if his career ends now, it's obnoxious the fact that if, like you said, if he died today, they'd release Rainy Day in New York. Definitely. Tomorrow. And yeah. they would have the advertisements would go, the final film from the genius. 100%. 100%. And, they would capitalize on that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it would, it would be, uh, it would come out and all the, they would, they would sort of, because the one thing they won't do is criticize a dead man. There is plenty of. No, they won't. They won't. You know, I mean. Especially one that was found not guilty anyway. So they'll, it would yeah. just be like a Hollywood mystery. Like, what really happened? You know, this is great. I mean, you want to, you could look at like, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to look any further than Hitchcock to find a guy who treated actresses like shit. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. would have like never survived the Me Too movement, but nobody touches him because he's passed away so you just accept whether it's whether it's hitchcock or chaplin or uh uh orson wells all these guys who have these controversial things about them people go well we're not going to touch that because he's gone so i think if woody was gone people would probably do that but i i do hope that he whether it's writing a book whether it's going to europe and making one more movie i hope that he tries to get the last word in because Dylan Farrow is a victim in all this. Now, I think that she yeah. has also tried to capitalize on it. A little bit, yeah. But she is a victim in all this. And yeah. both Mia Farrow and Ronan Farrow, I think, someday will be exposed for what... The, I mean, Ronan Farrow, this is all he's got. He'll be fine. I mean, he, 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 he his, a, his legacy is the takedown artist the guy who started this yeah. whole thing he's 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 going to be cemented as a hero you know when yeah. i on that cute thing he's just a fucking opportunist and and it's 
it's disgusting that the that but i mean the all all you have to do like i said is if you look at the world of cinema today i mean especially the comedy genre but to, to a large extent uh dramatic films too it would not exist without woody allen in the form that it does definitely and no, that's agree. something that you can't take away they they can try all they want uh you cannot take away that without annie hall there is no romantic comedy genre it doesn't exist and you know you watch something like and my personal favorite woody allen movie is crimes and misdemeanors nice good choice and uh because i remember watching that movie and i you know spoiler alert for a movie that's 30 years old but you know, when you get to the end of that movie and you've gone through the sort of comedic journey with Woody and the dramatic journey with Martin Landau, and you think you know how it's going to all end up, and you get to it and Woody just goes, no, that's not how life works. Sometimes the bad guy gets away with it and the good guy uh, gets screwed, and that's life yeah. fade to black. That's the kind of honesty that, that very few not just filmmakers, but artists have. And uh, I thought he got the, obviously, you know, match point very similar movie. I've, I, I like to call it the the, the rebirth of uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors. And I've again, that was what put re put Woody, Woody on the map before that movie. His career was like he's just old, he's gone. But Match Point brought everything great about Crimes and Misdemeanors to the forefront again with a younger cast, and it, it just capitalized on everything you just said there. And he's going. I mean. Again, you watch something like Vicky Cristina Barcelona, and you would not know that a man in his seventies made that movie. Yeah, nope. That nope. looks like something that a a, a hot young twenty five year old filmmaker would have made. Yep. And I think he's got that in him, and I I hope that he comes back at least one more time just to come, just to end it on his terms. That's it. I was just about to say that very thing, but just want him to end it on his terms. And if God forbid he doesn't. It is what it is. He had a he had a fantastic career, but I don't think I really don't think he's gone anywhere. I think we haven't heard the last of Woody, but if God forbid he passed away, you know, at a certain time, then obviously we're going to have another podcast about his career. And, and but I don't I don't think his story's over quite yet. And even if it does, I guarantee you that bio people are going to be fighting over the rights for that biopic because Woody Allen's life in a movie that is going to be seriously entertaining. That is going to be a great fucking movie. I, I would, I'd be first in line. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess we better wrap up this podcast. Man, James, thank you for coming on the podcast. We've been going back and forth. I don't think we'll ever stop, really. Whenever we get news updates, we always inform each other. But thank you for coming on and sharing your point of view. I'm sure both of our opinions are very unpopular. But to be honest, I, I don't think we're the most crazed, super loving Woody Allen fans. I feel like we don't we don't believe them but we're somewhat being critical and fair about how we feel about it but guys if you're listening you don't agree then let us on the comments down below but james again i want to thank you for joining me on this one man i really appreciate that thanks i've been looking forward to it yeah so guys again this is the woody allen retrospective we review the woody allen movies it's on hiatus for now i've had some ideas for doing some other woody allen related content um let me give a shout out to a couple of sites especially the woody allen pages i mean this guy's got two books on amazon he's got the woody allen watchers guy does some great material go to there for all your woody allen news i want to give a shout out to the woody allen subreddit always keeping us engaged with the conversation the newest woody allen news 
you know, um, I get emails about, you know, how can you support Woody Allen? He's a da 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 da. Listen, I already I've made clear how I feel about Woody Allen, the controversy. You you obviously know our views if we're doing the podcast about Woody Allen. I wish there were other podcasts about Woody Allen. I want to thank you guys for leaving the iTunes review saying that we're more like a student podcast. That's fine. <laughs> we're not movie professors here. We're just fans. There's, we wish there were more more educated fans so we can learn more about Woody Allen. And we hope with this podcast, we can spoke you listening who might know a hell of a lot more than us to do something, to commemorate. Don't be scared to speak about your favorite director. If you want to separate the artist from the art, do it. If you don't, just speak your mind. So on that note, if you're watching on YouTube and leave a comment down below, please do that. If you're watching on iTunes or listen, however you're listening, just get in contact with us, planettyro.com. You can email us. All the links will be in the description, including for Manic Expression, James Walsh's project. I've been a, a contributor on the site. I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't contribute as much as I should. I I, I post a lot of stuff. I, inter, I only interact with a few members, but it is an amazing site. If you like a content creator, um, you want a place to gel with a community you want to get some feedback you want to integrate with people you know to give james a big shout out i've been on a lot of websites collaborative community blog websites where you can share your posts where it's like a, a place where you just dump content and leave and nobody cares i was going to bring up some names i'm not going to but <laughs> i can think of two sites in particular i'm not going to this is a community where if you're a poet, uh, a you know, guys doing videos on YouTube, anything, you want a place to share your content and meet and talk to people, I would highly recommend manicexpressions.com. I'll put a link in the description below if you don't know how to spell it. <laughs> but you spell it how it sounds. But again, I'll put all links in the description below. James, again, I want to thank you for being on. Guys, don't forget you can reach us on all socials at Planet Tower, Woody Allen Retrospective, WoodyAllenRetro.com. And um, until then, I want to say good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and I'll see you on the next recording. All right.